Welcome to Main Menu for August 19th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, Harry Brown returns to Main Menu to update us on the latest in automated vehicle technology. Next, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia shows us how to work with non-sequential files on the Mac. Finally, Chase Crispin demonstrates Linux Distro Chooser, a website to help you determine the best distribution of Linux for your system. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. In March of 2010, we were joined on Main Menu by Harry Brown talking about the possibility that blind people could someday drive a vehicle. And since that conversation, there's been a lot of developments in that area. And we're joined again this week by Harry. So, Harry, welcome back to Main Menu. Oh, Jamie, the man from the show me state. Good (laughs) to be with you. And uh, good to be back on Main Menu with you. You know, it's funny. When I very first talked to you, I mean, the things that you had to say were interesting. You were very articulate. You really knew your stuff. But I thought, gosh, I wonder how possible is this really? And, you know, it wasn't just months later that we really started hearing about developments in, in this area. Um, what's, uh, what's been happening uh, with this whole subject? Well, we've had a lot of great things happening, particularly nine different things that I want to touch on. The first one is uh, when I was talking with you all last year in March of 2010, I talked a little bit about the, I think, about the vehicle-to-vehicle communications where the vehicle would talk to the vehicles near it. That has to happen in order for the automation to take place between all vehicles. Well, in the summer of 2010, the vehicle-to-vehicle process began with a committee meeting. I was part of it. I did some, had some involvement in that. What the vehicle-to-vehicle thing is, it's using, uh, well, basically 5.9 gigahertz, below the microwave frequencies, but it's uh, basically high-speed communication. Vehicles will be talking to each other. The vehicle, it's called Here I Am Technology, and vehicles would say, to the vehicle in front of it or to the right or to the left of it, uh, here I am, I'm just in front of you by uh, two feet in front of you or five feet or whatever, I'm turning left on such a road uh, or I'm turning right or I'm stopping at the the, uh, traffic light uh, in front of you. And the other vehicles would acknowledge that and stop themselves as well or uh, or make room for the other vehicles to turn, that kind of thing. They're working on it and the cool thing is that is now being done as of uh, this summer uh, at five different testing spots in the country. One of them is right here in Michigan at, believe it or not, Michigan International Speedway. Wow. Uh, yeah, at MIS, and they are working on it, and the tests are going very, very well. So that's the first thing that's happening. The second thing is you all probably are aware of uh, Google last October uh, began to test some vehicles. They began to roll out uh, tests on six different vehicles. Now, when I heard Google was testing, I was thinking, why in the world? What do they test? They don't know anything about cars. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they are testing uh, vehicles, and they've done it since last October. The first test was in California. 
they were testing it on California state highways from L.A. to San Francisco. Uh, these vehicles drove from L.A. to San Francisco. They had one little problem. Thankfully, there was a human being in the vehicle because uh, they the vehicle almost went through a stoplight. Uh, so that was the problem that they had last summer. So they knew that they had to continue the testing. The goal is to test this and it's have it come out perfectly with no human being in the vehicle. And uh, because and it didn't pass that test last summer, but they continued uh, to test at highway speed. And I'm talking 65 miles an hour here, hmm. uh, highway expressway speed. And so they did that testing. And then uh, we take you to 2011. The third highlight was at the North American International Auto Show uh, in Detroit, the biggest auto show in the country. At NAIS, they did not ever before last year have an automated vehicle. Last year, General Motors, believe it or not, of all companies, GM, had an automated vehicle. It's called the ENV, the EN-V, the NV. It uh, drives at 30 miles an hour. It's for city driving, local trips kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And... So I've been talking with GM about the ENV with some very high-up people there and telling them that's nice, but we're going to have to have it drive a little further, a little faster, I mean, uh, for city driving. Because you can drive up to 45 miles an hour in the city, usually in city driving. Right. Not on every street, but on, on your busier streets, um, you can. We're not going to touch on expressways with them yet I, uh, because you'll see why in a minute. But GM was working on it. Uh, they had it there. They also had it at the Consumer Electronics Show um, in uh, Las Vegas. Fourth was uh, Google uh, this year. Well, before we get to that, uh, you're seeing a lot more now about the automated vehicles as of this year. It's on the news a lot more. You've probably heard a lot more about it on the news uh, in mainstream press, uh, not just in tech journals like it was, but more in uh, mainstream news articles and uh, news broadcasts, which I was hoping would happen because the last thing that we want is just to have this in tech journals and talked about by us techies. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You know, we want this mainstream. And so it began this year, late 2010, uh, with the New York Times and other articles when Google came out with their automated vehicle uh, and modifications of those vehicles, and we'll talk about how they modified those in a minute. Okay. Um, so it was covered by more mainstream press. The next thing is the federal government uh, was continuing as the process with vehicle to vehicle, uh, vehicles talking to each other. The other thing is the vehicle to infrastructure, hmm. the vehicles talking to the roads, actually talking to the roads uh, through the... Uh, DSRC, the short-range communication, digital short-range communication. And the road would tell the vehicle its name. It would tell the vehicle how far it is from the road, you know, like you're 30 yards from the road or you're 10 yards or you're 10 feet or it's coming up the road, you, road's on your left or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it will tell the vehicle what road it is and how close and far away it is. I should say uh, close or far away it is from the road. Right. So, uh, and, of course, GPS has been in this as well, and, um, and GPS is getting more accurate all the time. Uh, that's one of the things that people were concerned about 
was, well, what if this GPS uh, guides this vehicle and it drives in off, off the road into a field or something? <laughs> All right. You know, and that was a big concern. But that's getting even more accurate now as we progress uh, with GPS and government uh, uh, GPS, because the military uses it as well, so they have to have it accurate. And now it's, it's just getting more accurate every day. Hopefully, uh, we're going to conclude our work in San Jose this September about the vehicle-to-vehicle, vehicle-to-infrastructure. Uh, we want to get this testing done. We're not going to get it done, though, at the expense of safety. We're going to continue to test them until it comes out perfectly, and not just comes out perfectly on the first try, but comes out perfectly for hundreds of thousands of tests. And right. that's not going to take that long because they're testing them hundreds of times a day at these five test sites. I don't know the other four, but uh, they are they are doing it every day. The big thing, though, the, the most wonderful news here is back in um, a couple weeks ago, and you probably heard about it, uh, Google went to the state of Nevada, and they said to the legislature, we want to drive our cars, have our cars driving automatically on your roads. We've picked your state to do this. I don't know why they picked it. I'm going to take a speculative guess, and that is because of CES and also the activity in Las Vegas, which is, you know, tourist-orientated and so much traffic. Uh, really, they could have done it in L.A. even better, yeah. <laughs> you know. But Nevada gave them the green light, pun intended, <laughs> not intended. All right. And uh, the legislature uh, gave them the green light. The Department of Transportation uh, has said the okay uh, for them to test them. Now they're just making the uh, protocol how that's going to go because um, we've never had new laws in this country about driverless vehicles. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so they did that. The legislature uh, gave them the green light. Now it's before Nevada DOT, uh, Department of Transportation, and that will begin uh, March 1st of 2012. There are six vehicles that Google uh, rolled out uh, beginning last October and now um, are going to be in the state of Nevada on its roads. There's six of them. There's three Toyota Priuses, and then there are three Audi TTs. Um, it's very interesting how they have this technology set up. They've got a computer in the trunk of the vehicle communicating with laser scanners and radar and cameras on this vehicle. Hmm. Uh, this vehicle looks ahead, behind, to the right, to the left, etc. cetera. Uh, now, this is not the um, vehicle to vehicle as much as the vehicle seeing what's in front of it and behind it. Okay. And yet, it's still working very, very well. Um, in all its driving uh, this year, in 2011, they have corrected uh, what I mentioned earlier, the part where there, it almost went through a, uh, a red light. They've corrected that, uh, and they haven't had a bit of problem this year uh, out in California. They have made some corrections with more accuracy. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been talking with some very high-up people at Google and uh, uh, working with them, uh, trying to get this done. And uh, it's very, very exciting. Um, and they're thrilled that people actually care about this because they didn't think that anybody in the, out, any person in the public would care about this thing. They thought it would just be a, a fad and people would just not care. Well, people have, have shown interest, and they were really thrilled. The other thing is you're seeing now more and more pieces of automation on these vehicles. You're seeing it on the 2011 Mercury's, the 2011 Ford's, 
the blind spot detection. It mm-hmm. tells the, uh, the driver vehicles that the driver can't see in their blind spot because everybody has one. <laughs> and uh, not only the um, the blind spot detector, but the adaptive cruise control. Uh, in the old days, when we had cruise control, you had to uh, work it with your finger, uh, hit it or uh, to let up on it. Yeah. Now it's automated, uh, and the vehicle slows down and speeds up, so it's adaptive cruise control. So you're seeing a lot more of this stuff on the new uh, vehicles, the Fords, the Lincolns, uh, the active park assist, where the vehicles are now parking themselves. You get in a parking lot, you hit a little button, and the vehicle takes over and parks itself perfectly in a parking spot. Wow. The other thing is that uh, we're going to be seeing... When this full automation takes place, and I don't know if it's going to be 2014. I believe on the last broadcast I said it's probably be 2014. After full automation, after automation takes place, then we can up the speed limit uh, dramatically uh, between cities. The cool thing is everything's going to be automated at once. The current year vehicles, whatever that is at the time, mm-hmm. those vehicles will be sold and they'll be fully automated. The older vehicles that year, whatever that year is, the vehicles the year before and older uh, will be retrofitted. And they'll probably pay some tax breaks and kind of like that for the drivers to be able to get that done. They'll have to be. All vehicles will have to be retrofitted or else you're still going to have manual driving uh, by some people. So this way, everything is automated and not just part of the vehicle system. The other thing is... A flying car. A flying car, you heard me right. Okay. Has been invented, and it's it's on the market. It's coming out. Uh, you're going to hear more about it. And it's ta- it's uh, the flying car. It also drives as well on your local streets and roads. Uh, but it flies. It has wings and propeller, and you press a button from the cockpit, and if you want to make a long trip, uh, it flies... Uh, to a, an airport in whatever town that it's, you know, that you have. Yeah. The cool thing about this is I've been uh, trying to get the, the folks at Google and Terrafugia together. I'm uh, trying to set up a meeting between them because since Google has automated the uh, a regular car, why not automate this flying vehicle as well? Yeah. Now, the flying vehicle is right now going from airport to airport. Uh, people are already putting down payments on there, on it, like a $10,000 down payment. Uh, but people are buying them, and, and they'll, be, uh, they'll be up and about. Uh, but my goal is to see not only the automation of the, the vehicles we have now, but the automation of the flying vehicle, and if we can get an engine to do this uh, high enough speed. I've been saying to the folks at Terrafugia, why not have an engine that will go uh, 18,000 miles an hour between cities? Why not have an engine that will fly this vehicle that fast? If we've got a space shuttle which flies at 18,000 miles an hour, which we do, that's how fast the shuttle flies, Mm -hmm. why not an engine uh, on a normal vehicle that would fly that fast? Uh, Now, of course, the thing is you've got a lot of fuel costs, but the, the wonderful thing is there, too, we're already coming up with more, with cheaper fuels. Propane's cheaper. You could run this thing on water, even. 
uh, eventually. So I'm working with Google, I'm working with Terrafugia, I'm working with the auto companies, and uh, that's the latest that I can tell you. But there's a lot of exciting things going on, and uh, eventually, uh, one of the things that's going to say, if we do go with the flying vehicle, um, you won't need expressways because these vehicles will fly, so everybody will have a flying vehicle slash a, a um, driving vehicle that drives on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a car, but it would have wings as well. So um, the government, we all know the government's in a big hole financially, and uh, if we can go to the government and say, look, we've got a vehicle here that we can get rid of all these expressways, and it'll go from your house to the place you want to go anywhere in the world, instant takeoff and instant landing, so you won't need airports anymore. Uh, because you're going to be doing instant takeoffs and instant landings from your house or wherever you live, and then it'll be it'll land at whatever business or wherever place you want to go. Because it'll have av- aviation maps also, not just GPS, but aviation maps and roads. Uh, we'll be talking to it, et cetera, et cetera. So I've been uh, been really it's it's been uh, the big part of my time in the last year, but it's a lot of fun to see. This is this is the greatest time to be alive. Uh, and that's not just for us, but it's for anybody, uh, whether you're disabled or not. I mean, what a time to live uh, with all the technology that we have. So we're going to start seeing, and we already are seeing, bits and pieces of this in vehicles now. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of testing that is being done and uh, plans to pilot some of these uh, pun intended again, uh, vehicles in Nevada in as early as 2012. Yes, March 1st. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. And for blind people, um, how are we going to ensure that accessibility is a part of this process? Well, the big thing is is we need to be uh, involved. And I think one of the ways uh, is to... Well, the wonderful thing about the accessibility is this this vehicle is going to be, of course, fully automated, so we won't be driving it. It'll drive us or or flying us, but we'll speak to the vehicle. You won't have to push any. uh, There won't have to be a touch screen or anything like that. You'll just talk to the vehicle. It's going to ask you where you want to go to, say, the state, say, the city, uh, say, the street and the address, and or... It's either going to do it that way or it's going to say um, say the, na- the city and state and then say the business, just kind of like you do it on the telephone these days with some of mm-hmm. these uh, voice directories. So the big thing is um, it has all the addresses. It's going to know uh, if you just say a business name and city and state, it'll ask you which one would you like to go to if there's more than one. So it's going to be something like that. So it'll be fully accessible for us um, because we're not going to have to do any touch screening kind of thing. It's just You're just going to talk to it through AI, artificial intelligence, and you're just uh, voice recognition, and the AI part will just take over, and it'll tell you how long the trip is uh, from where you're at now to where you want to go. Um, and the cool thing is, if, if we're going at that kind of speed uh, on the long trips, um, I did a figure, figuring it out from, if you went from Chicago right now, it takes five hours by car from uh, here in the Detroit area. If you were to go at this 18,000 mile an hour speed, uh, you'd get there in approximately 35 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not bad. You know, 
<laughs> so I talked to people about that, and he said, man, that's really cool. I said, you know, if the shuttle can do that, then we can get the technology to do that, that kind of speed. Because remember, folks, you're not, human beings are out of the, out of the equation. You don't have the human factor. Machines are so much better than humans in reaction time. Uh, a machine can react in about one-sixteenth of a second compared to a human being, which takes two to three seconds of reaction time. So okay. uh, it's just so, it's going to be so much better for all of us. And as far as accessibility, yeah, you'll just talk to the vehicle. And, and, uh, and as far as driver's licenses, you won't need a driver's license because uh, you're not going to have driver's training, but everybody will have state, state IDs, just like we, all, we do now. Your general public, able-bodied public, is going to have just an ID. They're not going to have a driver's license. Uh, we can get rid of all the traffic divisions we have on our local uh, police departments because there's not going to be any speeding or going through stop signs or stoplights or tailgating or drunk driving, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to save billions and billions and billions of dollars, um, and they're going to be very pleased about that in Washington, I think. Well, for those listening whose mind is boggled and perhaps they're a little skeptical, um, number one, it's not going to all happen tomorrow. No. Number two, remember in the days of DOS when we couldn't envision an iPad. <laughs> Absolutely. So never say never is, as I get a little older and maybe a little wiser has, is becoming my philosophy more and more. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. Well, listen, there's bound to be things that are going to come up in the next few months. Uh, maybe we should just kind of make a little Harry Brown update at least once a year or maybe a little more often if need be. Uh, Absolutely. You're always welcome to come back on on Main Menu and and give us the latest. Well, I appreciate that very much, and uh, we'll let you know if anything comes up. The reason I wanted to do it at at this time was because there was so much that came up. I didn't want to have just two or three little things. I wanted to have a whole bunch for you. And uh, so we'll probably do something like that again, uh, unless something really, really comes up that's uh, uh, huge, huge, huge. We'll probably do it again sometime next year in, uh, in 12. And and how does the whole blind driver challenge thing fit in? Is this a good uh, thing as far as publicity is concerned, or, or are we getting sidetracked in some in some way? What what are your thoughts? Well, personally, I I think it's good, but I wouldn't be a part of it myself because, as I told one person that asked me about that, I said, "What about reflexes? Yeah, you know, when you get older, your reflexes." don't go as fast as they used to go. Right. They don't function as fast as they used to function. So um, I think personally it's going to come to a, to a head where eventually full automation is going to be here anyway. So it won't matter about a driver challenge because there isn't going to be a challenge. I and think this isn't something I, specifically for blind people. This is for everyone. Right. This vehicle is going to be for everybody. And, and, when people see the benefits, which are right now, there are 85 benefits that I've, that, that I've been hearing about and come up with uh, in the article that I have about it. There's 85 benefits, and they're all mostly safety benefits uh, mm-hmm. and uh, economical benefits uh, to save our government's money at all levels of government. Um, and when I tell people about this and what we want to do, to see where we want to go with this vehicle and, and what kind of speed on long trips and that kind of thing. People get very excited. Even people that have been advocates for years of driving down the road themselves and 
I'm just I'm talking general public here and, and freedom behind the wheel, and uh, I tell them, well, now what would you rather have? The ability to drive yourself at 65 miles an hour on a highway, or be driven at uh, shuttle speed, be flown uh, by an automatic vehicle, and also be driven by an automatic vehicle when you're on the ground. Mm. They said, well, I never thought about that. And they get very excited. They say, yeah, I, of course I want, the, I want that uh, automation. If I can get there in less than 25 minutes anywhere in the world, yeah. uh, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. And that's what the reaction is. Wonderful. Well, where can people find some resources to actually dig in and do some reading about this stuff? Um, well, uh, if people want, they can send me an email. I'm going to give you my email address, and then people can ship me an email. Just say, I want the article about the automated vehicle. Okay. Uh, and we'll ship it to you. We'll, we'll get it right back out to you. It's W is in Willie, D is in Delta, and the number 8. The letters OEP is an Oscar Echo Papa, 2464, at S is in Sierra, B is in Bravo, C is in Charlie Global, G L O B A L dot net. W D A O E P 2464 at S B C net. And I'll uh, send them the article. Uh, it's, a, it's a long article, but uh, there's all kinds of stuff on it, and there are links to uh, in the uh, credits where I give uh, credits to the other sources. Uh, in section 12 of this article, it's 13 sections long. Uh, you'll find links to uh, sources uh, where you can read up about uh, where I got that uh, all the information from. Very good. Well, once again, um, thanks for joining us. We've been visiting with Harry Brown uh, about the developments in automated vehicles here on Main Menu. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I want to show you how to deal with files that are not in sequential order using VoiceOver in Snow Leopard on the Mac. And in this demonstration, I'll show you how to delete multiple files that are not in sequential order remembering that you can also use these set of instructions for copying files as well and also that this command sequence will also work for dealing with mail messages and indeed files that are actually in sequential order so I've got my MacBook turned on voiceover is running and I need to jump to my dock by pressing VO and D for dock. Remembering that the VO key is actually option and control help down together. So control option and D for dock in this case. So I'll do that now. VOD. Doc. Documents folder 30 of 39. And I'm already on my documents folder in my dock. Now bring up the context menu by pressing shift VOM for menu. Menu 16 items. Jump down to open. I'm just going to type in O. Open documents. VO spacebar to open. Closing finder window documents list view table no selection. I want to interact with my file list table, remembering that I've got my 
files in list view that you can always do by pressing command 2 on the keyboard. So I'm going to interact with the table list by pressing shift VO down arrow. Interact with list view table row 35 of 65. I want to jump down to my practice documents and in this case what I've done is I've created some dummy files called practice1, practice2, up to practice6.rtf. So I want to jump to that on the list of files. So I'm going to type in PRA. Prac1.rtf. That's the first one. Now because I've moved the voiceover focus there, that file should already be selected. Because what I want to do in this case, I actually want to delete practice 1, 3 and 5 from the list of 6 files. So let me confirm what I've currently got highlighted by pressing VOF6. One row selected, name, pract1.rtf, date. So I've got pract1.rtf selected. Now what I'm going to do is to stop voiceover selecting things as I move. I'm actually going to turn off my cursor tracking by pressing shift VOF3. Cursor tracking off. Now when I move, things will not be selected. So I'm going to press VO down arrow. Prac2.rtf. And down again, VO down arrow. Prac3.rtf. And I want to select that one, so I press VO command spacebar. Prac3.rtf. And I want to move down again, VO down arrow. Prac4.rtf. VO down arrow again. Prac5.rtf. I want to select that one by pressing VO command spacebar again. Prac5.rtf. Now I want to see what I've currently got selected now. And I can do that again by pressing VOF6, and we should have three files selected. And just to confirm, I'll actually let it read up to the th third file name. Three rows selected. Name, Pract1.rtf. Date modified, Tuesday, 27 July 20108. 16, 17pm AET. Size, 4 kilobytes. Kind, rich text format. Label, comments. Row 42 of 65. Name, Pract3.rtf. Date modified, Tuesday, 27 July 20108. 16, 17pm AET. Size, 4 kilobytes. Kind, rich text format. Label, comments. Row 44 of 65. Name, prac5.rtf. Date modified. Okay, so I have indeed three files selected. Prac 1, 3, and 5. Now I want to delete those three files, so I can now press Command Backspace. Move to trash. No row selected. Now what I'm going to do is turn my cursor tracking back on by pressing Shift VOF3. Cursor tracking on. And let's see what's currently in our voice over cursor before we start moving by pressing VOF3. Quick voiceover slash zoom notes.rtf. Okay, so let me now jump to the first practice document, which in this case now should be prac2.rtf. So I'm just going to type in PRA to jump to the prac documents. Prac2.rtf. That's the first one. VO down arrow. Prac4.rtf. Because number 3 is gone. Prac6.rtf. And Prac6 because Prac5 is gone. So it has indeed worked very nicely. So basically the trick really is that when you interact with an area to start copying, deleting, whether it's in a file list or in your mail messages, you basically first turn off cursor tracking by doing Shift VO F3, VO up and down arrow to you get to the spot you want to select, VO command spacebar to select that item, move again, select again with VO command spacebar, if you want to check what you've currently got highlighted, 
VO F6. If you want to unhighlight something you've just currently highlighted, you can press VO Command Spacebar and that will unselect it from the selection. And then you can copy, or in my case, delete the items. So I hope that's been reasonably clear for people. If you've got any other questions about anything to do with accessibility on Apple products, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Hello Main Menu, this is Chase Crispin, and today I am here to demonstrate a website for you that will help you pick the right Linux distribution. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Linux operating system, Linux is a free, oftentimes very accessible, and open source operating system that you can install on a computer that currently has Microsoft Windows or Mac OS X. You can either install Linux only on that computer and take the existing operating system off, or you can dual boot your system and be able to have Windows and Linux on at the same time. The thing that overwhelms people very often about Linux is the number of choices. There isn't one type of Linux, or one type of Linux with different options. There are, ver there are many different types of Linux. These are called distributions commonly referred to as distros by Linux users. Some of the Linux distros that many will be familiar with are Debian, Ubuntu, Fedora, and maybe Red Hat will be familiar to some of you. There are many others. There are also some customized specifically for blind and visually impaired users like Vibuntu or Vinix. There is a website called the Linux Distribution Quiz, or the Linux Distribution Chooser, that asks you questions about what computer you have and how you want to use your computer with Linux on it, and it will help you pick which distro of Linux is best for you. I'm going to demonstrate this website, the Linux Distribution Quiz, to you today. To get to the Linux distribution quiz, you must go to zegeniestudios.net slash ldc. I'm going to Alt-Tab over to an Internet Explorer window. Alt-Tab, just Alt-Tab, blank page Windows Internet Explorer, blank page Windows Internet Explorer. I'm going to press Alt-D, as in dog, to go to the address bar. Alt-D, address edit, about blank computer braille and I'm going to type in www.zegeniestudios.net slash L for Linux, D for distribution, C for chooser, slash. Note that some browsers and some operating systems may have trouble with this URL. If you get a 404 error when accessing this URL, please make sure you have the www dot before the Z-E-G-E-N-I-E -E studios and a slash after the LDC. Now that I have this address typed in, I'm going to press enter to load the page. Enter. 
Zagini Studios Linux Distribution Shooser, 2%, 100%. And now I'm going to let JAWS read you the page from the top of the page to the bottom, just so you can see what's on the page, and then we'll explore this a little further. I'm going to go to the top and read the entire screen. Zagini Studios Linux Distribution Shooser, table with one columns and one rows, table with one columns and one rows nesting level 1, table with three columns and one rows nesting level 2 Linux Distribution Shooser 2005, 2011, send mail link Daniel Andre Eakland, link disclaimer slash front page, table and nesting level 2, table with one columns and one rows nesting level 2 last updated, 14th May. 2011 now with bluebirds table with two columns and one rose nesting level three I'll try and improve some of the functionality of this quiz a bit several of you have been requesting more information about the end results such as why certain distributions were excluded or even just more information about the suggested distributions so stats until May this year with over 1,6 million page views we've helped over 146,000 users pick the Linux distribution best suited for them. Comparing browsers from last year 2011 vs 2010, Firefox is less popular 49% vs 59%, Chrome is on the rise 26% vs 12% Opera and Safari is still on 9% and 3% respectively. Luckily, Internet Explorer usage is still declining 10% vs 12%. As usual, here's our top 5 language list number of tests served in bold. English 48,000, Spanish 27,000, Russian 24,000, Portuguese 20,000, German 14,000. Send an email to send mail link distributions at zaginastudios.net or use link the feedback form if your favorite distribution is missing distribution details are wrong, or if you want to help out translating. As always, thanks for letting us help you choose the right new slash Linux distribution. And remember to use the link number Linux distribution shahser tag when sharing this site on Twitter. Link take the test. This test requires JavaScript and cookies enabled to work. You can delete or eat the cookies. When you are done distributions included the following distributions are being matched against your answers. Link Fedora. Link Mandriva. Link OpenSU Southeast. Link Debian, simply. Link Mepis. Link Ubuntu. Link Ubuntu. Link Linux Mint. Link PC Linux OS. Link Gentoo. Link Slackware. Link Arch Linux. Take the test in your language. You've helped us translate the test into these languages. English, Czech, German, French, Spanish, Italian, Romanian, Portuguese, Finnish, Norwegian all flavors, Swedish, Polish, Dutch, Hungarian, Slovak, Macedonian, Greek, Arabic, Russian, Turkish Estonian, Hebrew and Lithuanian, Table and Nesting Level 3, Table and Nesting Level 2, Table and Nesting Level 1, Table and... And you heard the entire page read. You notice there are some blank tables, but this is a very accessible site. You also heard that this is a very popular page with a lot of distributions. It includes almost all of the most popular ones. There are, of course, many, many that aren't listed that people have created just for themselves or small people, such as the ones created for blind and visually impaired people, but this should be a good resource to get you started. Now, I'm going to take the quiz and show you how it's done. You heard a link that says take the test, so I am at the bottom of the page and I need to find this link. I'm going to use the previous unvisited link command in my screen reader, which currently is JAWS, and in JAWS, this command is Shift plus U. Link Arch Linux. Link Slackware. 
Linkgen 2. Link PC Linux. Link Linux Mint. Link Ubuntu. Link Ubuntu. Link Mepis. Link Debian. Link OpenSUSE. Link Mandriva. Link Fedora. Link Take the Test. And there's the Take the Test links while press Enter. Enter. Take the test. Visited link. 2%. 100%. And the page is loaded. And we'll blank. see what's on it. Table with four. Blank. Link English. And I do want to take the test in English. So I'll press enter on the English link. Enter. English visited link. 100%. And the English Linux distribution chooser is open. And this is just a standard HTML page. And you will click on your answers. Like I will show you now. Down blank. arrow. Table until blank. we find where Lit the quiz begins. Send mail link. Link. Tape. Blank. Table. Well, this wizard. Welcome. This wizard is created to help link. you decide which Linux distribution to choose. Blank. Table with. Blank. These questions will help us tailor the questions to your level of computer knowledge. Table and. Blank. Table. Blank. Do you know what a Linux distribution is? Now, I do. I use one, actually, so I am familiar with what a Linux distribution Link, yes. is. And instead of having radio buttons here, we have links, so we'll either click yes, Link, no. or we'll click no. Also, keep in mind, you should always answer these questions as honestly as possible to get the best recommendation. Link, yes. And I'm going to press enter on the yes link. Enter. Yes, visited link. Blank. Now, if we down arrow, we will see the next question. Blank. Table Blank. Have you successfully installed an operating system before? I have installed an operating system. I've installed a Linux distribution and Windows. Link yes. So I'll click yes. Enter. Press yes, enter visited on link. the yes link. Then I'll link down arrow. No. Table blank blank. Next button. And now notice that we have the next button because we've answered all the questions on this page. So I'll press enter to click the next button. Enter. Two percent. 100%. And I'm going to down arrow current to find progress. the question. Five links. Cur table. Current progress. Blank. Table. Blank. Table. Blank. Blank. Basic and information. I'm arrowing past all of the blank lines and blank tables and stuff. Uh, now we hear basic information. These are the basics that you need to understand when installing a new operating system. In most cases, your computer would come with Microsoft Windows already installed in which case you did not have to know how to install an operating system. However, installing a new operating system is usually very easy. Blank. So, to help you find a distribution that suits for you, please answer these simple questions dot dot dot. Blank. Table with blank. These questions will help us find a Linux distribution that you are able to install onto your computer. Table blank. Table blank. Do you know how to partition a hard drive? Now, I have installed operating systems, but I have not partitioned a hard drive yet, so I'm going to... Link, yeah. Link, no. Click the no link. link. No. I Enter. No. I have no idea what partitioning means visited link. And as you heard, I clicked the long link. I know what a partition is. I just haven't done it. So, I answered wrong. Since these are links, and these still show up until we go to the next page, we can down arrow... Link no, but I know what partitioning means. To know, but I know what partitioning Enter, means, no, and click but it. I know what partitioning means visited link. And that changed my Table answer. Now I'm going to down arrow to the blank. next question. Which kind of installer do you prefer? 
which link star do you prefer? Link, link graphical point and click. There's a graphical point and click, which is pretty much Windows-like. Link text mode only keyboard. Text mode only, where you'll have to use your arrows, which we do anyway using a screen reader, but this will be more like a DOS installer. Link I don't care, as or, long as it's easy and it works. Or I don't care, as long as it's easy and it works. Link what is the difference? Or what's the difference? Table. And if you don't know what these mean, you'll click that. Link I don't now, care, as I long as it's easy and it works. We'll do either a GUI installer or a text installer. So I'm going to click that I don't care, as long as it works. Enter. I don't care, as long as it's easy and it works, visit it. And link. I'm going to down arrow, link. see if there's another Blank. question. Next button. There's not until the next page, so I'll click the next button. Enter. 2%. 100%. Expert. Table and nesting level 3 link. Expert. Table and... Now, I've placed us in the questions already, so I'm going to up table, arrow just a little table. bit. These questions will help us sort out the most suitable Linux distributions. Table, All right, now blank, we know what we're looking table, for. Blank. The first how would you question rate your technical skills? is how would you rate your technical skills. Link beginner. Link intermediate slash advanced. Link expert. Now, I consider myself not an expert, but not a beginner, so I would go more towards the advanced, so I'll click the intermediate slash advanced link. intermediate link. slash advanced. Enter and intermediate slash advanced visited link. And we'll down arrow Blank. to the next, next button. button. That's the only next. question on Enter. this page. 100%. Could be both. Table. Link a desktop computer. And again, we are placed in the middle of questions, table. so I'll up arrow. Table. These questions will help us find a distribution with drivers for your hardware. Now, these are going to ask us questions about what type of hardware we want to run Linux on, so it makes sure that we have a compatible system to run Linux. Table blank. Table blank. What kind of computer are you installing on? And I have an extra laptop that I keep blown around for Linux. Link a portable computer slash laptop. I want that link, but let's just see what else is here. Link a desktop computer. Link could be both. Could be both. Table and nesting. But I'm going link to link a go portable computer laptop. slash laptop. So I'll click this Enter link. A portable computer slash laptop visited link. I'll down arrow some link more. Ta blank table blank. What is the primary use of this computer? What's the primary use of this computer? Link desktop slash home system. Desktop or home link system. Link home slash office workstation. Home or office workstation. Link server. Server. Table and nesting level Now, three. this is a computer that I use for home, but I do quite a bit with it. Link home so slash office workstation. I'm going to click home slash office workstation. Enter home slash office workstation visited link. Link table. I'm going to down arrow next button. to the Enter. next button. 1%. 100%. No. Table. And I'm going to arrow. Table. These questions will help us find a distribution with more specific hardware support. Table and I'm blank. Down table arrow. blank. Do you have a 64-bit processor? It wants to know if I have a 64-bit processor. This particular laptop does not. Link yeah. Link no. So I'm gonna click no. Enter. No visited link. Table blank. And please make sure that if you really plan on installing Linux, please make sure that you check if you have a 32 or 64-bit processor because you need to make sure you're installing the right type of operating system. Next button. And we have a next button. Enter. Let's click it. 100%. It's almost still shining. T now there's a question. Blank. So Table let's up arrow. Blank. Table See what and nesting for. These questions will help us tailor the questions to your level of computer knowledge. All Table right. Blank. Table blank. 
How old is the computer you are installing Linux on? Link it. Link. Link it's more than just a few years old. Link just a few years old. Link it's almost still shining. Table. Link it. And those are our three choices. Now link I want just a few years old. Just a few years old. This one's about two and a half. So I'll press enter. Edger. Just a few years old. Visited link. Link it. Table. Blank. Table. Blank. How would you rate your knowledge of Linux? How would you rate your knowledge of Link, Linux? Link, I've never used Linux before slash only tried it a little. Link, I've used Linux for a while now. I have used Linux for a little while now. Link, experienced, I know my way around. But I don't know as much about it as I do Windows Table. or Mac. Link, I've used Linux so, for a while now. I'll click that I've used it for a little while now. Enter. I've used Linux for a while now. Visited Link. We'll down Table. arrow. Next button. To the next Edger. button. 100%. And on this What's page, the difference? again, Link, JAWS, my screen reader, is placing me in a question your screen reader may do differently. Link, what desktop, blank, table, blank, table. These questions helps us find a Linux distribution with the features you need. Table now, it wants, now it wants to know the features that we want. Blank, table, blank. What desktop environment do you prefer? Link, 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 I prefer KDE. Link, I prefer GNOME. Link, I prefer to also have other desktop environments available. Link, I don't care. Link, what's the difference? Table and... And those are all of our choices. Now, I don't really care. However, I happen to know that the GNOME GUI has quite good accessibility. And I know for sure it's going to be accessible. So let's choose Link, GNOME. I, Link, I Link, I prefer GNOME. And press enter. Enter. I prefer GNOME visited link. Link. link Down arrow. Tape. Blank. Next button. To the next enter. button. 100%. Yes, please, link. Do you. Blank. Table. Table. These okay. questions helps us find a Linux distribution with the features you need. And then again, I up arrowed there to get up to where it's telling me what it's. Table and nesting left. Now. Blank. Table. Blank. Do you need easy access to a lot of ready to run software? Do I need easy access to a lot of ready-to-run software? This Link, I do. Yes, please. Yes, please. Link no thanks slash no I don't care. Or I don't Table care. Table Link yes, I please. Do. So I'll click Enter. Yes, yes, please. Please visit it. Link. Link. Table. Down arrowing. Table with blank. Will you be installing the distro on a PC or a Mac? Will you be installing the distro on a PC or a Mac? Link, I'm installing it on a PC. I am installing it on a PC. Enter. I'm enter. installing it on a PC. Visited link. Link down arrowing. Blank table. Blank. Please select what best fits you. Please select what best fits you. Link. I prefer to use perfectly stable, thoroughly tested software. Link. I want to have the latest and greatest stable software. Link. I don't mind testing new, exciting, but experimental stuff. Table. Link. Now, I don't mind testing new. I don't mind testing new and exciting and experimental stuff, so I'll click Enter. this link. I don't mind testing new, exciting, but experimental stuff. Visited table blank. Next button. Click Enter. the next button. Next button. 100% table. Table link link blank. Table blank. Table the blank. These questions will help narrow down the final recommendations. Table and... Now, it sometimes recommends several, so this is going to narrow it down to what would really be best for me. Blank. Blank. Does the Linux distro have to be free gratis? Does the Linux distro have to be free, or would you mind Link, paying yes. for it? Link, yes. Link, no. Link, what's the advantage of paying? 
Table. No. Link no. I have enough paid products. Link yes. I would prefer a free Linux distro. I still prefer to go with a free one. Does link yes. Enter. Yes, yes. visited link. 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 Table. Blank. Table. Blank. Do you want to include live CDs in the results? Link yes. Do I yes. want to include Please. live CDs? Link no. Link what's the difference? Table and nest. Link no. Just standard distributions. And I am alright with live CDs, but I just want to see the actual distro that I can install on my computer and begin using. Link no. So just I'm standard click distributions. No, just standard standard distributions. Enter. No. Just standard. Link, table, more next button, to the enter. next button. 100%, no, just, get CD slash, CD, link, get, link, link, HD, one, blank, table, blank, we found the following perfect matches, and they following the perfect match or matches blank, for me, table, blank, 100%, blank, heading level 2 Fedora, homepage, Link HTTP slash slash fedoraproject.org slash screenshots. Fedora. Link the coding studio. Get CD slash DVD. Link order from PC Tech 101. CD slash DVD can also be downloaded from the distribution's homepage. Notice that it's offering that I can go to that link and buy a CD or DVD that can be shipped to me, but I prefer to download it to the distro myself, burn the ISO, etc. The goal of the Fedora project is to work with the Linux community. To Fedora Core is built to provide choice, a repository, blank. For time's sake, I'm this skipping distribution past. also has a live CD you can use to blank okay. table with blank 100% blank heading level to OpenSUSE Southeast. It also thinks OpenSUSE is good. Homepage link http slash 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 screenshots. Link the coding studio. Get link. And again, I'm gonna just skip past Pop. all this. Blank. This just table. Blank. Table. Blank. One hundred percent. Blank. Heading level to Linux Mint. Linux Mint. It also recommends. Homepage. Link HTTP slash 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 screenshots. Link the get CD slash link order. And I'm skipping past the description to see if there's anything below this. Blank. This just. Table blank 100%. If you're actually going through this to pick your distribution, you will want to read these more carefully and make a good decision. Blank heading level to Ubuntu. Ubuntu? Link HTTP slash slash www.ubuntulinux.org slash. And I'm going to skip past this. Latest blank. This time table sake. blank. Table blank 100% blank heading level to Mandriva. Mandriva? Home, link. And I'm gonna skip past all this. This blank. It just again blank, gives a description. 100 blank. Heading level to Debian. Debian or Debian, depending on how you say it, is another one that thinks it'd be link. good. In it blank tape now. Q blank. Visit Cubuntu at link main does not use the desired desktop environment. Now but is it available? Table blank. Table table table. Table end. And that is the end of the page. Now notice because of the way I answered the questions, because of how I preferred things and how my setup is, I have several recommended distros. Depending on how you answer the questions, you may have more recommended distros or less. 
Also, please note that I only skip past the descriptions to save time here on Main Menu this evening so that we can get more in the show. I did give full descriptions and websites and uh, more technical details about each distro. I just skipped past it because it wasn't crucial to this review. Please remember the following things when considering this quiz. Your screen reader may behave differently on the page than mine. Please consult your screen reader documentation if you would like to know the equivalence of commands I mentioned here. Please answer the questions how they fit you. Answering the questions honestly will make sure that you get the distribution that is best for you and does what you want to need and supports your system. The questions I answered here are my own answers that I did here for the sake of demonstration. Your answers should be, and probably would be, somewhat different than mine. Finally, remember, when you look at these recommended distros, and you go through and decide which one you want, please make sure to research if there is some accessibility packages or software for that distro. Most, but not all, Linux distributions have at least some accessibility. Please do research on that particular Linux distro and its accessibility features before downloading it and installing it onto your system. I hope this demonstration of the Linux distribution quiz at zegeniestudios.net slash ldc has been helpful to you. I think this site is a good way to get an overview of many different Linux distros and be able to tell which one really is best for you, what you want to need, and your setup. With that, this concludes the Linux distribution chooser demonstration for ACB Radio Mainstream's main menu. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.